and welcome back to another edition of 30 Rack of Sports. It's a special Friday Super Bowl edition, getting you prepped for Super Bowl 56 in LA. Still doing virtual because uh, Zach's still on those sick half pipes, <laughs> getting himself together. Uh, so we still have Zach on the opinions, Josh on the ones and twos, and I'm Greg. Josh and I, uh, as we mentioned, we had a twofer and our beer. We're drinking the second half of the twofer. Last time we were drinking uh, the OU, oh yeah, uh, hot nut collaboration between Brew Kettle and 50 West. We are drinking 50 West brewed Imperial Golden Stout. Now we are drinking the Brew Kettle brewed just the Imperial Stout. So same, pretty much same stout, uh, same 11.5% ABV. This one just has more of your... Uh, typical stout color to it so uh josh initial thoughts on this uh this dark stout that looks a little bit more like i think what i'm about to drink yeah yeah it's not as uh i don't mean this in a negative way but it's not as it's not as startling as the golden stout was where you're just kind of like whoa that's that's a lot not as mind bending as they put yes not as mind bending uh and i think you get a little bit more of the coffee notes and the nut notes in this one with that dark color. Um, Whereas the golden one, I think was more of the fudgy kind of cocoa sweetness. This one is more- Yeah, you certainly, you got more of a coffee smell than you did taste out of the golden one. This one definitely has that full coffee taste. Yeah, but it's it's very, very well balanced. Um, Poured very nice. Um, Nice little foamy head on your coffee beer that you always want. But uh, I, I've been very impressed with these. Uh, this didn't come, by the way, in a uh, in a packaged thing. They are both separate six packs that you can buy. But if you uh, live in a place like Cincinnati that has uh, a Jungle Gyms or a Super OHLQ or something like that, you'll be able to find these. Oh, you, oh yeah. All right, so for our main topic, as no surprise, Friday going into a Super Bowl weekend, we're talking Super Bowl 56. We're talking Bengals, Rams. Uh, Josh, I believe you had some quotes to get us started off. Uh, Obviously, we had had some takes before the season on the Bengals and and where they were and where they are right now. Yes, and I I think... You're expecting me to, uh, to to attack you with this, but it's actually Zach that I'm going to go after here in a minute. <laughs> uh, Greg, you said, quote, <clears throat> excuse me, quote, so I put 6-11 and 11 down, but I also think there's potential that Burrow gets hurt and misses a game that they should win. Then you later go on and say, but even that seems a little high on the Bengals for me. Yeah, yeah. And to preface this, preseason over under on the Bengals win was six and a half. So six and eleven there. Pretty good. So good that I even agreed with it. I quote said, it'd be tough to take the over there at six and a half. I'm gonna stick with Greg's prediction here and say six and eleven. And then a couple minutes later in the conversation, I say, quote, it'll be tough. I mean, the Browns could go 12 and five and it still not be enough to win the division. That I think is the wildest quote from this conversation. <laughs> but I, I think I said is that I said the Browns would go 12 and five and might not be enough to win the division. But I mean, you also looked at a division where you expected to have healthy quarterbacks throughout the entire year. For and sure. I think the only quarterback that stayed healthy the entire year was Joe Burrow from the AFC North. I guess you could say whatever, Ben Roethlisberger was this year was yeah. as healthy as he gets, but as far as being healthy, I wouldn't exactly call Lamar nor Baker healthy this year. Yeah, so I get burned there thinking the Browns were going to go twelve and five. Greg gets burned there thinking that Burrow might get hurt. Turns out to be the healthiest of them. Zach, <laughs> a lot of we're guy that got sacked eight times versus the Titans. You, you couldn't. I mean, saying he might get hurt, I don't oh, think is sure. that crazy. No. Wasn't it nine times? No, but here's I, not, what, yeah, too, here's way what too Zach many times. Say about Zach, quote, 
I still feel like under Zach Taylor, they don't have any identity. I don't know what to think of them. I think he saves his job just enough. They go five and 12. They win the games that they should. Maybe one shot, maybe one shocker where Burrow goes off for like 400 yards and five touchdowns or something. That far off. (laughs) (laughs) Couple more shockers in there for you, I think. But Zach, let's start with you, I think, here. Did not win all the games that they should, though. I will say that. Did lose <laughs> yeah. to the Jets. So, uh, yeah, sure. Lost to the Packers. So, you know. But I think that's a good jumping off. Up. I think that's a good jumping off point here for, for where we look at all of this. And, you know, Zach, your, your comments on Zach Taylor, which, again, aren't, aren't far off with I what you had to know. I think they're on. true. You no. still think they're true, really? <laughs> with Zach Taylor, I still don't know what to think of him as a coach like no am i the only one who even in some of those games sometimes was watching the play calling like i don't i don't know oh no there were a lot of times where i felt like i felt like burrow being competent i mean zach you saw it for years how many times did aaron Rodgers being competent make mike mccarthy look like a better coach than he was well yeah he got him i don't i I think i think there's there's something to be said that the coach can be inept but can still be on a good team i mean i think what did you did you guys I hear that story him. of the Tennessee game where the, the, his headset and his helmet was out for like, uh, uh, you know, two sets of downs or something or like that, and Burrow was just calling the plays himself? No. It worked out, <laughs> worked out just fine. Once I again, mean, does not surprise me at all. It probably <laughs> helped the team, honestly. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I, mean, and I, I mean, I think, look, credit, credit is due. I think, you know, he's actually done a great job. I mean, I'm not saying that. I, I just, from a play calling perspective at times, I still question – I don't think I'm far off from where I was at the beginning. I have less answers still. I'm more confused than <laughs> <laughs> anything on what happened. That's this fair year. enough. <laughs> uh, yeah, as far as Zach Taylor goes, I think he's he's earned respect as a head coach. I, I'm yeah. with you there on his play calling. I still don't think he really should be the one making That's the play, playing, just you know, in charge of that. But yeah. But, uh, you know, I don't know. I think the next thing that we have is, you know, they moved from way out to being in the Super Bowl. So, Zach, what's your one word to describe this Bengals turnaround? One word. Um, Stupefied. I'm stupefied. I don't know. I mean, look, they added some pieces, you know. But I'm just looking, and we talked about before the season, you know. A guy like uh, Eli Apple, for example, um, who, you know, coming out of Ohio State, plenty of talent, but going from a lock. I mean, (laughs) this guy had the lowest reputation of probably just about anybody in the league. And then what he's done with the bank, you know, on and off the field, right? I mean, New York, he was called a locker room cancer. That's coming from New York. The New York Giants called him that. They were talking about his mom. They were taking some shots. I mean, you know, hadn't produced really on the field at all. And then, you know, had a, I mean, I said stupefies. They, they, they hit everywhere they needed to. And then Joe Burrow stayed healthy. Somehow him and Mixon and those guys who have been able to cover up for what I still, and we'll get to that. I think is going to be their ultimate downfall is yes, a slightly better, but still not up to par offensive line. And they still won those games. It's, it's impressive. I'm, I'm stupefied by it, to be honest with you. I think anybody who thinks otherwise is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I'd agree yeah. with you. Um, I, I, I have a lot of words. Most of them are not one word. So the only way I would describe it would be would be speedy, which I don't think it very accurately describes it. But I would say, you know, people expected the Bengals to be better. I mean, they were yeah. pretty bad the last couple of years, but it was a speedy turnaround. And I think having speed helped, you know, having Jamar Chase on the outside, having speed help. I think most importantly, having it in the first and second level of the defense, you know, I thought Trey Hendrickson was an okay defensive lineman. Yeah. You know, I never really saw him as like a game wrecker with the saints, but he's, he's been that for the Bengals. And then just having, I don't even know if it's speedy or just like average speed linebackers for the Bengals. Cause for years they had, you know, the aging linebackers, like the 30, 
the 45 year old Ray Malaluga or whatever they had, they had Nick vigil who looked like he had cement in his shoes every time he ran. (laughs) And now you, you know, you actually have linebackers that can take care of things at the second level and it's helping you out a lot because, you know, the defense looks competent. And I think Lou, you know, and Arumo got a lot of slack, but I think some of it was just the defense he had to work with. He had so many guys that weren't starting material that, you know, it doesn't matter if you have Bill Belichick's scheme out there. If you don't have guys that are fast enough or good enough, then you're going to look stupid regardless. Yeah. Josh, what about you? What's your, what's yours? Um, my one word to describe it all is uh, unyielding. You know, you take a look at their, at their odds, at one point, their odds were plus 20,000. The Jacksonville Jaguars, the Jacksonville Jaguars, led by Urban Meyer, <laughs> had better odds to win the Super Bowl at one point. This season, this very season that we're in right now, they had better odds to win the Super Bowl at one point than That's the Cincinnati stupid. Bengals. <laughs> uh, you know, the, you've seen all the, the Bengals norms that have been crushed this year the curses, the superstitions. You've seen them go from can Jamar Chase catch the ball to barely being able to beat that Jacksonville Jaguars team at home to the Jets loss, to the Browns ass whooping, you know, but they always bounced back and said, that's, that's not us. And to now here we are, it is us. It's, they were, they're unyielding and, and always being the underdog basically and coming out on top. So I guess Josh, this leads us to the next point. Your Bengals. Do you think this is the beginning of a new era of Bengals football? Or do you think this is kind of their one chance to, to get that Super Bowl? Oh, I'm glad you used that word era because I think there's, there's a fine line when having this conversation about teams where you go from championship window to dynasty or era. And I think that the Bengals window is most certainly open as far as a dynasty era, you know, let's see, look at the chiefs right now. Everyone's questioning whether they're a dynasty or in an era, even though they've been to four AFC championships and they just have the one Super Bowl. you know, that could easily mm-hmm. be the Bengals here in a couple of years. Uh, you know, you don't want to be asking that question. And I don't think right now you can ask that question. But as far as their championship window as, and all their skill players they have on both sides of the ball, no one's leaving for at least the next two years unless some crazy deals happen and obviously barring injuries and all that. And I think the nice thing that the Bengals have is they've got a good mix of veteran free agents that they acquired or mainstays that have been there. You know, you look at your guys like Tyler Boyd, DJ Reader, Trey Hendrickson, Chitabay Wouzier, they're all here for another two seasons at least. So you have a good mix of those guys and the young talent that you acquired through the draft, plus the third most cap space currently. I think they have a lot to work with in the next two to four years. Mm-hmm. Five to ten years. That's uh, you know that's up for debate and another that's 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 another episode of Thirty well, Rack. I mean that's it's a lot of unknowns that far. All right, yeah. So we'll, we'll have Josh with his positive, and I think before we get to Zach, we should probably have both sides of the coin. You know, I think the Bengals certainly have a, a lot of what it takes, and obviously they made it here, and they they have the players. So you think next year they have a expectations they're going to get team's best shots maybe they're the the sexy pick to uh to win the super bowl next year you know you look one year back at a team that played a one possession game against the chiefs it went the other way was the sexy pick to win the super bowl josh said they were going to go 12 and 5 going into the next season and they end up not meeting expectations, being very injured, and a lot of things kind of coming to a head. Now, of course, that was Cleveland Browns, and obviously I know that as good as anyone watching the Cleveland Browns and seeing what expectations does to a team. You know, you even look back at, you know, Zach's a Packers fan. When 
Aaron Rodgers won that Super Bowl, I mean, how many did you expect him to win? Three, four? More? Two at least. Two at least. And, Damn. you know, two at least. <laughs> I think as far as what could be set up, and I don't, I don't want to be the negative Nancy as much as I can, but, yeah, you, you know, I think the Bengals – window is opening because one, you got Joe Burrow on a rookie contract still for the next few years. As Josh mentioned, you've got guys, you know, on good deals that are here for several years. You're going to get probably some talent that wants to come over and win. I think, you know, a window of opportunity maybe, but as far as turning it into an ear or anything, you know, everything is such a crapshoot because unless, you know, you have Tom Brady or something, you know, even the, the chiefs haven't gotten back to the mountaintop. You know, you look exactly. at super bowl losers over the last so many years, you know, Carolina Panthers with MVP, Cam Newton, you thought they'd be back. Mm-hmm. You know, the Rams with Jared Goff, you thought they'd be back <laughs> and they, you know, were mediocre the next year. You look at, a lot of these teams, you know, Russell Wilson, they won a Super Bowl, they got close, and then they haven't really been that close since. Matty Ice thought they were going to be, you know, they had everything, Ugh. offense and defense. Dan Quinn was the hot new coach, Whoa. and then nothing happens. So I think, though the Bengals are set up in a good position, I think just the NFL is such a finicky league yeah. that you never yeah. know, and I think the, the Bengals keeps you honest too. The, well, yeah, I think one, the salary cap keeps you honest, and two, you know, I'm not calling the Bengals everything lucky because they are a good team, but you know they did deal with some injuries in the division, and well, you know they were a couple play there. they were a couple plays away from it, being a one and four team. Excuses here, come, all right? No, they were a couple plays away from being a one and four team, and you wonder what happens to the team at that point. You know, well, they got a Dalvin Cook fumble. That was questionable. Yeah. You had you had Urban Meyer basically blow the end of, you know, the last 33 minutes of that game mm-hmm. in the Jaguars against the Bengals. And you never know where they are at that point. And that's what I mean. I'm not saying it from a Bengals standpoint. I mean, yeah. you've seen it with the Browns. They've went yeah. from potentially a sexy Super Bowl pick to should we trade Baker Mayfield for Kirk Cousins? And I think Joe Burrow is obviously a better quarterback, but, you know, next year you wonder maybe they, you know, maybe something happens with injuries and they want to fire the defensive coordinator, you know, something like that. So I think the window is opening, but windows are never really that open in the NFL. You never really know. Zach, what about you? Oh, I mean, That's a difficult question. I mean, yeah, I mean, you guys kind of touched on everything. That's difficult. Uh, I think, I think it can be. That's about as direct or honest or as outlandish, I think, as you can be. Because, like, you brought up all the examples, right? I mean, we, outside of the Brady and Patriots, and outside of their kind of first run, they were kind of right. They'd get there, and then it'd be a few years. You get there again. Um, you know, if we're talking a real era or a kind of borderline dynasty. I think it's possible because you have Joe Burrow who I think took this step this year. You know, I think it's fair to put him right there pretty close to being right. Mr. Elite in that company. Um, Definitely as far as the younger guys go. Um, And I think as long as this league is shown, as long as you have that, that'll always keep you in the conversation. Right. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is a perfect example. You don't, generally outside of this year, but I mean, you generally don't have to have a very good defense. Um, don't have to have a ton of other playmakers around you. You know, if you have the right quarterback in the right system, um, they can take you a long way. Um, and look how high and low and far and wide all these teams constantly looks. I mean, at the Bengals, as long as Burrow stays healthy, um, and I'm not just saying that cause his past, I think that's for any quarterback. If he could stay healthy, and, you know, the Bengals can keep them happy. Um, I think, yeah, I mean, I think this could be the beginning of the window. Like I said, I think, you know, whatever Zach Taylor did this year, again, outside the play calling, I think he obviously does, does controls that locker room. There's a lot of respect there. Um, and so I think he has the ability from a CEO head coach level, you know, that they have a good thing going. So, yeah, I think this could be the beginning of an era, you know, at least maybe, you know, 
Bengals ruling the AFC North, if you will, or fighting for it every year, at least. Well, and that's, I think the one thing that the one concrete thing that we haven't mentioned yet. And as it relates to the Bengals window is Mm -hmm. that the AFC North kind of fell. I mean, the Steelers were never really, no one ever really took them. At least I hope no one ever really took them seriously. The Ravens really fell apart at the end of the, the end of the year pretty dramatically at that, that yeah but they were also the most injured team in the i mean they had they had no quarterbacks at well, the end of the I'm year saying. they lost their quarterback oh yeah i yeah, mean that's, that's what i'm saying they completely- i mean if you lose if the Bengals lost you know joe burrow jesse bates eli apple you know both of their starting well, cornerbacks that's what i'm then, saying that's what i'm saying you know right they, they completely fell apart at the end of the year because they got so banged up the browns were never able to get started at all because of their roster issues you know the afc north is probably never going to experience as a division a down year like this again for quite some time you know the steelers are gonna the steelers are gonna take some time to rebuild i think but even a, a Pittsburgh rebuild, if I know Pittsburgh, isn't going to be anyone else's typical rebuild. Baltimore has some things to figure out, but you know they're not far off. They have all the talented pieces the Bengals do too. So yeah. does Cleveland. You know, uh, you know the division was so beat up this year, and the Bengals took what was theirs. That's not always going to be the case. Sometimes you're going to have to fight for what's theirs, and that's why I wonder, like how Zach Taylor does in the future, like managing an actual competitive AFC North. Yeah. And I, well, I, and I would say the other question is, I think Zach kind of brought up a good point to me, you know, what is the window? Does the window mean, you know, consistently getting to where Mahomes is right now, you know, an AFC championship or the Super Bowl, or getting, you know, being in the conversation. Cause I could, you know, you could easily, especially with seven teams in the playoffs, you could see the Bengals, especially with Joe Burrow and him, you know, even if the team declines a little bit, you know, whether it through injuries or, or, you know, God knows what you could see burrow for years to come, you know, dragging the team above 500 and into the playoffs. Oh yeah. yeah. You know? So I think if, you know, if, if the team being, you know, a winning team and being in the playoffs is a window, then, you know, the window is definitely opening for the Bengals. Yeah. Uh, going from Cincinnati to actually where they're traveling to or have traveled to in Los Angeles, the Los Angeles Rams, the team that they are playing uh, in the Super Bowl, you know, the Rams are kind of an interesting story. You know, they were there a few years ago, had some down years, uh, replaced Goff with Stafford had some ups and downs. I mean, obviously got Odell, but had some ups and downs, uh, were able to take the AFC West late from the Cardinals who kind of fell apart, you know, down the, down the stretch. And then were able to take care of business versus the Cardinals easily get a big win versus the Buccaneers in a game where they led big and let them back in. And then, get a comeback win against the 49ers. You know, this Rams team is, is interesting because they've definitely been a team that's been very Jekyll and Hyde this year, but they're certainly a team that has weapons on, on both sides of the, on the, of the ball, Zach. Yeah. Um, I think it's, you know, an interesting matchup. Um, you know, as far as we're not, you're not asking us for, our, you want us to go all the way in and do our picks? No, just, I mean, what are your thoughts on the Rams no, right yeah, now? The Rams you know, right do, now. Are, are, are they a team that kind of lucked their way into the Super Bowl? You know, do you think they no, were the best no. team in the uh, NFC this year or, um, you know? I think across the board, no, no, they, that's completely unfair to say they lucked in it in no way, shape, or form. I mean, I think they were, um, a better team than the Niners. I think there were some other teams that were better than the Niners. You know, um, I think the Niners obviously had good game plans, but you know, no, I mean, you had the Cardinals kind of there on the rise for a while, but I think start to finish St. Louis is pretty much always right up there. Los Angeles. Or yeah, sorry. Crap. I'm going to keep doing that the too. The gateway uh, La- city. 
Los Angeles, uh, the Ram, I'm going to say the Rams, the Rams were, you know, kind of always consistent throughout the season. Um, you know, with adding Matt Stafford, especially to that, you know, what they already had on defense, I think was the big change, um, you know, for that offense. So no, I think they're the best team. I think they're going to pose a lot of issues potentially for the Bengals, especially on the defensive side. Um, I think it'll be, I think it'll be interesting offensively. I, I think they match up pretty favorably the offenses. I think there's that uh, defensive front seven though for the Rams. It's pretty nasty. And you know, Josh, going back to that, that window opening conversation, you know, for the Rams, is it, is it kind of now or never, you know, you look at them, they're a team that traded for Stafford in the off season. They've kind of leveraged. I, I have no idea when the next time they have a first round pick is, you know, getting Jalen Ramsey, uh, getting Odell, getting Stafford, you yeah, know, but- how many more chances do you think they have? Is, is this kind of the one big chance for the Rams yeah. and Stafford, I guess too. Yeah, buddy, you're 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 kind of right on the money. I don't know about staff. I guess I guess so, but anyone that tells you that like the pressure's on the Bengals is crazy. The pressure's on the Rams, man. Especially, you know, not Stafford, but look at Sean McVay, man. Look at what the guy has had. Look at what he has had to work with in his past what four or five seasons. I mean, if you can't, you have the Cincinnati Bengals. At your home, not not at the LA oh, yeah. Coliseum, not at the Rose Bowl, <laughs> not at at home at the field that you play at every other Sunday, with the weapons that you have against your pupil and a second year quarterback. If you don't win this one, man, that's that's a rough look for you. Like just yeah. just putting my just putting <laughs> myself in the in the shoes of the sparse and rare LA Rams fan. That's a rough look. If you've had that, <laughs> and, I mean, that, that roster that you've had, the coaches that you've had, and now you oh, have yeah. this situation, man. Yeah. And I think you, you kind of, you know, said it without saying it, but you know, the last time the Rams were in the Super Bowl, obviously it was, it was an abject failure and, yes. you know, McVay got a lot of flack, Three points. but you know, you kind of had the, uh, you know, there were a couple outs of like, Hey, you know, Jared Goff wasn't the guy that I drafted. He was still drafted under the the Jeff Fisher regime. Right. You yeah. know, we were playing, you know, Bill Belichick and Tom Brady, which is, you know, but you could say, you know, one of the best quarterbacks and coaches of all time. I didn't know now Tom you're playing. Now you have, you know, your guy in Stafford, a guy that you went out and traded for. You have your guys on defense. You went out and you traded for you're playing the Bengals who, you know, aren't the Patriots. You're playing Zach Taylor, who I, I don't think it's a insult to him to say that he's not, no. you know, Bill Belichick now is kind of your time <laughs> to do something. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm watching, I'm watching opening. I've got opening night on uh, in the background here and they're talking to Sean McVay right now. And the interesting I think of is they, thing that I think of is that he's six and three career in the postseason, And that's an interesting number to go to because we all know you get to seven and three, then you're up there talking elite status and everything six and four, you're teetering with 500, barely making it. So I think it's a lot of pressure on the Rams and Sean. I think it's more pressure on Sean McVay than it is Matt Stafford. Well, going from quarterback to, or going from coach to quarterback, the question would be, is it bigger for Stafford or is it bigger for Burrow? You know, Burrow, the savior coming in the Cincinnati, trying to change the culture or Stafford, you know, Zach, a guy that you've seen for years, being a Packer fan, you know, kind of bogged down in Detroit. He is only 33, which is much younger than I would have thought, but a guy that's been around the block for a while, is it bigger for him like just because, you know, he was uh, the, the guy that was traded for? I mean, that's hard. I mean, I, anytime someone brings that up, you know, cause your, your initial thinking is, well, Burrow's young, you know, he's got all, all this time ahead of him, but all I keep thinking of is Dan Marino. Uh, you talked to Dan Marino about that. I, I think it's big for both of them. Uh, but yeah, who's it bigger for? I think you, it's, it's obviously Matthew Stafford. Um, and I think, you know, 
the Rams. You're the favorite. You know, you've been around the league. You've never had an opportunity. You finally get there. You know, um, going into next year, he'll be 34. I know that seems young, but let's forget about Tom Brady and potentially maybe Aaron Rodgers. Most guys don't play that long. He might only have a few good years left. And it's very interesting to see what the Rams situation is next year. Um, I don't know that they can go full, um, you know, kind of full run it back, you know, potentially next year um, as far as the roster and different pieces like that. So I think, um, I think it's bigger. I think this might be their best shot, you know, right. I think the Bengals, I think you can clearly say they got a lot more younger talent that this, you know, is kind of opening up this, this is, I, I think it's a very good chance. This might be it, especially when you've looked at McVay's last I mean, I think for both of them, it's huge. I think it's tied together to McVay and Stafford, this roster. You know, Aaron Donald's talked about it. He said, this is the last thing I need. I don't need anything else in my playing career. You know, I've done everything else. Um, I think even if Stafford's not putting them on themselves, hearing all those veterans, even Von Miller's thought he wants one more. I just need one more. Um, I think the Rams have put a ton of pressure. Like, this is it, right? I'm not saying it's a bad thing. But I hear that a lot yeah. more. I, I think the yeah. Bengals are coming in house money and they want to win it. Don't get me. I mean, you, you take any opportunity you get. Like I said, I think they're all well aware you might never get that chance again. But I think there's a little more of a little younger, a little more of, I won't say just happy to be here, but enjoying the moment. I think the Rams feel this much more as a business trip. And then throwing on top that, yeah, you're in SoFi Stadium at home. It's all there for you, you know. Yeah, I think I think there's a lot more to lose for the Rams. Could you look at you know McVeigh as we mentioned? You know Burrow, I think could and maybe he already has, but I think with the Super Bowl could take that step into like that uh, kind of that Mahomes, you know, Russell Wilson when he was younger kind of era of like right. the next big you know top quarterback. You know when when the old guys are and the old guys are retiring now, so you know top three quarterback in the league. I think Stafford for him, some of it is, you know, if he gets a ring, you know, along with some of those stats, you know, obviously stats are inflated this time, but with a ring, maybe that puts him, you know, into a place in Ohio, maybe a Canton area. So, you know, I think there's a, there's a lot of, a lot lot of pressure on him. The one question is, I think whether it's Stafford Burrow or somewhere else, someone else's is who's going to make the big play. Because, you know, right now Rams are, are kind of a, a, a light four and a half point favorite. Yeah. Uh, you know, Josh put an interesting thing down on our sheet. Right now, per MGM, the most tickets actually written, you know, taken for a Super Bowl MVP is a guy that I see, you know, <laughs> fourth or fifth on the board, a defensive, you know, a defensive lineman and Aaron Donald plus 1600. You know, right now, uh, per covers, I see, you know, most of the places I'm seeing, you'll get Matt Stafford as the favorite, either even odds or, you know, somewhere in the plus 125, 150 odds. You get Joe Burrow at about two to one. And then, you know, Cooper Cup, who obviously has has had a, a record-breaking season at plus 600. And then you have Donald Chase... Odell Beckham Jr. and then you know some other guys further down the list. Josh, do you think Aaron Donald really has a case for the MVP? And and do you think, or is he the guy that you're most worried about as a Bengals fan going into uh, Sunday over anyone on their offense? Greg, he's he's not the one I'm most worried about. You know, Aaron Donald, obviously an insane amount of respect for him as a defensive player. And obviously you got to recognize the matchup and the lack, the lack of confidence that inspires on a Bengals side. Um, but, you know, the Rams are nine and one when he records at least a sack and he has led the league in pressures since week 13. Uh, and the Bengals have disproved records like that, obviously still winning road games when allowing nine sacks. But I think the one person you worry about the most is a guy who, you know, we've watched him in the prime of his career. And I would say, in my opinion, he is the best defensive player at scrambling off of the line and chasing down 
a sprinting quarterback, and that's Von Miller. Yep. Von Miller's so good at disengaging from his attacker on the other side of the line and breaking off to get that scrambling quarterback. He's so good at that. You saw that years ago when they faced uh, the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes uh, mm. in the in the playoffs. You know, he's so good at catching scrambling quarterbacks off the outside. I think that's got to be your biggest worry over Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald, I just don't think he's finished, say overrated. finished as much. I'm not saying overrated. <laughs> no, no, because he, no? Does lead, he does lead the league in pressures, but he's not finishing as much as you'd expect him to. And Joe, The Burns, one thing that I, I think you brought up that's interesting about Von Miller is, you know, especially in that Buccaneers game, uh, there was another defensive end or, or linebacker whose name is escaping me, but you know you had Von Miller and some of the other guys on that that uh, Rams defensive line that are getting you know single teamed or maybe just chipped and single teamed because you have to double team Aaron Donald every time. You know right. the Buccaneers were double teaming Aaron, and when you have another playmaker, you know you've looked at it. I mean, from the Browns, if they had, a, you know, if, if Clowney was the guy that we could have thought, you know, he's getting single teamed all the time. If you have a guy who who gets that single team because you can't double team everyone on the defensive on the defensive line, you know, he's a guy that can cause havoc. I think the one guy I'm actually most interested to see on this uh, on this Rams defense is actually in the defensive backfield in, in Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, and it's a question oh, yeah. of. Yeah. One, you know, obviously a guy who's big, physical, so can handle the, you know, bigger guys, can handle the faster guys, you know, from a Ram standpoint, you think maybe, maybe handles Jamar Chase well, but a question of does he follow Chase, you know, does he just go on the one side? Burrow seemed to do a good job of finding other receivers against the Chiefs when he was covered, but it's a question of, you know, in a game like the Super Bowl, one big play can make the difference. And, you know, if, if Burrow tries to do one of those as in his words, F it Jamar's out there somewhere, (laughs) you know, Jalen Ramsey can make a play and, you know, you're just wondering who, who wins that 50, 50 ball. I'm not saying Jamar chase can't because he's won that 50, 50 ball over most corners in the league, but it's a question of, you know, that could be a game changing play. That's what I think is the biggest thing to watch in this game is how, and it all starts, it's, it's almost a trickle down effect. And it all starts with Aaron Donald because Joe Burrow is excellent at scrambling from interior pressure. So I'm not as concerned with Aaron Donald there because I think Burrow can scramble away from him, but Von Miller catching you on the outside or even them. I mean, they don't have the greatest depth, but they have enough speed in their secondary that they can send a blitz from the outside off one of their corners or something. They have enough to keep Burrow from scrambling. And so that's when you worry about Burrow doing his Jamar's down there somewhere thing. And guys, taking out a second mortgage on your house to go to the Super Bowl probably isn't worth it most of the time. But watching Jamar Chase versus Jalen Ramsey one-on-one might be worth that price. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's going to be a big matchup. And, you know, they like to move. I'd be curious to see if they do something similar to what they did try to do against the Packers last year, you know, where they didn't have Ramsey on Devontae the whole game, right? They would move him around as the Packers move Devontae, sometimes be in the slot corner, sometimes be a boundary. I'm um, curious to see if they'll try to kind of make burrow look for him yeah you know what i'm saying like he's not necessarily going to just be on uh um, as much as they're going to move chase around they're going to move um ramsey around which i think is something that would be interesting to see as well yeah from what i've read and reading into matchup super bowl week really means nothing but from what yeah. i have read from rams you know outlets is that they are going to move ramsey around and it's not going to be ramsey versus chase all the time right but i think that's what you do is you mix it up on this young quarterback let's keep in mind here that the rams not that the Bengals don't have guys that haven't played in big games but the rams have yeah. so many veteran players that have played in super bowls have played in big nfl games have waited out mm-hmm the 30 to 40 minute halftime before that they know how to deal with these things on an NFL level, whereas the Bengals don't so much. Yeah. It's, 
it's just interesting to see how that trickle down effect on can the Rams make Joe Burrow and some of these young guys make mistakes? Can they make them snap? So I, I think that that kind of brings us into into the thick of things going into the game, you know, big game, long halftime, obviously in Los Angeles. Uh, some people taking out a second mortgage from Cincinnati to get out there. Who you got? Uh, Bengals versus Rams. Currently, the Rams are four and a half point favorites. Uh, over under is 48 and a half. But we're just talking straight up here. Uh, we'll start with why don't we start with Zach? I'm, I'm always interested to see what Zach has to say. Zach, Bengals, Rams, Super Bowl. Who you got? Oh, this is a tough one. It's a, it's a tough one. Um, I'm going to go Rams just cause I'm trying to stay level headed and not get blinded by like this team of destiny stuff. Um, I'm very much a prisoner of the moment, uh, when it comes <laughs> to these kinds of things normally. And I'm always like team of destiny. You never go against team of destiny. Ah, but my head, I, I can't get past the Von Miller, Aaron Donald, you know, Jalen Ramsey, and that's just the the thick of it. That's just an all around great defense. You know, we didn't get really a chance to talk about uh, probably my favorite player, at least as far as that specific defense of team um, the Rams have. I like Leonard Floyd. Um, oh yeah, yeah, he's a as a weak side linebacker, a dangerous guy who can you know kind of cleans up what the defensive line doesn't get. He's all over the place. Uh, I just think eventually that offensive line's just a piece or two short there for the Bengals. I think you know you get sacked nine times you know, by the Titans and pressure is a problem against the chiefs as well. I mean, Joe Burrow has done everything he can. I just think uh, it's not enough. I think eventually, I think they get to him a few, two times and um, yeah, it's going to be close though. I think it's uh, a three point game. I'm actually going to go against you here, Zach. Oh, Greg, Greg coming in today was Whoa. complaining about having to watch this. Get the holy water Bengals out. fans, and now he's all in. He's all in on the Bengals. Can you make it? So I've I've thought about this, and I've had I've had one one thought in my head. Yeah. And at, at first, I was like, you know, the Bengals are, are a team that you you just worry about because I've been rooting against them in the playoffs. I don't think that surprises anyone. Uh, and at first I was like, they're a team that kind of comes around. I'm like, they're not the war. They're not the warriors. Cause like, as far as teams that I've had to worry about in the playoffs, you know, they're not a team that, that overwhelms you and, you know, is going to put up 70 in, in 10 seconds. They're almost kind of like that, uh, that mid two thousands Pistons team where they're calm. They just yeah. have some dudes on that team yeah. and they'll just kind of figure it out. That's a- and I think they're not going to make there. the mistakes. They're not the most flashy. I mean, you could say Joe Burrow is, but as far as his decision-making, you know, not the most flashy in in the playoffs. You know, it's just kind of been a a get-it-done kind of guy. And, you know, I I think it's going to be a close game. I I think pretty much everybody thinks it's going to be a close game. I think there's going to be one or two plays that's going to make a difference. Maybe a, like, tip pass by Stafford when he tries to force it to someone that gets picked off. I, I think the Bengals are going to kick a late field goal to go up like six. I see it like 23, 17. And then Stafford tries to run the team down the, down the field. And, you know, 40 seconds, there is a pick that could be a pick six, but the player just, you know, uh, you know, Bates or something just goes down instead of trying to do something. So I think the Bengals win, you know, I would say less than a touchdown, but uh, I'm still, Taking the Bengals just because I, I that's just what I see in my head. Ass, Greg? I will never get who did tattooed on my ass. And I'll Greg's be look, all in. Greg's all in. I'll be disappointed. We'll pick up your we'll pick up your brown stuff this weekend. Since you're a big <laughs> I mean, fan now. <laughs> look, I'm just trying to pick who I think is gonna win. I'm definitely not picking fandom. Okay. Because I would hope both of these teams win. Because as as someone that had to deal with a team that's moving, also, you know. You feel for St. Louis fans for losing their team. So, how St. Louis can get over it? Yeah, you know, Walter. Up. I'm not. I wouldn't exactly put Walter uh, or uh, Stan Kroenke on my uh, 
No. On my top no. favorite people <laughs> I don't list. Think anybody yeah, would. There's, there's a lot. I don't. I don't think people from uh, St. Louis to Los Angeles to Denver, where he owns several teams, to London, where he owns the soccer team, uh, would exactly yeah. put him on their list of favorite people. There's some other things as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Josh, let's finish it up. Uh, how much do you think the Rams will win by? <laughs> Hey man, look, I got, I've got all the respect in the world for Matt Stafford. And I think there's a very interesting stat that bodes well for him. Uh, and unfortunately we didn't have the time to get into it. I don't know if you guys are aware of uh, EPA expected points added per play. Um, essentially measured- the environmental protection agency that, that too also very important. But this essentially measures like how successful a play was at increasing your scoring chances. Mm-hmm. And in the five of the last seven, five of the last seven quarterbacks to win the Super Bowl ranked top three in expected points added per play. Matt Stafford ranks third in that metric this year, behind Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers. Joe yeah. Burrow is eighth in this metric. Mm-hmm. Uh and if you're curious, the other two QBs that did not rank top three were uh, Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. Big shocker. Yeah. But uh, as far Who are those as, guys? Yeah. One, one hit wonders? I have so much respect for Matt Stafford. I think he's a great quarterback. You know, I don't think he needs to win this Super Bowl to say that he has a great career. I'll take it to the next level, certainly, but he's had a great career. He's also thrown, he's also thrown nine interceptions in his last seven games. And we're talking about a Bengals defense that has twice shut down the Kansas city chiefs offense on account of sacks and turnovers. And that's, what's going to happen here. I think the Rams they're three and four when allowing two or more sacks and one or more interceptions, the Bengals have eight sacks this postseason. They've got six interceptions this postseason. And I just, I don't, I, I think people overlook, you can say, yeah, Joe Burrow's flashy. Jamar Chase is awesome, but the Bengals defense, man, has really stepped up over the course of the last half of the season, a one to five touchdown to interception ratio in a QBR of nine, mm-hmm. nine. That's in the second half of all postseason games, like a quarterback rating of nine. So <laughs> I mean, fair. Yeah. The Achilles heel, He's, uh... the Achilles heel now is that you have to take those points. You yeah, know, the Bengals have not converted when they've gotten these opportunities, and they are going to get a great starting field position in the Super Bowl. They're going to get a great opportunity off a turnover in this Super Bowl, but you have to convert those points. And that lies on Zach Taylor and the coaching staff to make sure that we convert those points because that's really been the biggest negative spot of the Bengals this postseason. Guys, 30 to 24 Bengals hoist the Lombardi trophy. That's who I got. Okay. Who would have thought? Big shocker. Big shocker. I know. I know. <laughs> you're, you're, you're up out of your seats right now. I am wow. furious. I'm all, I almost fell asleep after that, but yeah, out of, <laughs> out of my chair. Um, all right. Well, I think that's about going to do us for, uh, the Friday edition of 30 Racket Sports. Uh, once again, to remind you, we will be uh, on hiatus for a couple of weeks. We'll be back uh, in early March for season five of 30 Racket Sports to get uh, ready for postseason in uh, you know March Madness as well as get ready for the postseason. Whoa, 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 in- whoa, 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 whoa. We have one purpose in March, and that's to get Zach ready for the start of MLS season. No, but nobody's bigger on MLS than Zach. I mean, gotta you got to get him it. ready in March. I was going to get there. I was going to say, most importantly, get Zach ready right. for the last part of World Cup qualifying because Zach's oh. flying out to Qatar <laughs> for the World Cup this year. First of all, and get him ready for MLS. Outside of soccer, why I would never go to Qatar. <laughs> and also, I guess, potentially get ready for another season for a little known sport if they get a lockout figured out. What's that sport again, Zach? Oh, God, that's what Bait. I want to talk about. Baseball. Cricket? God, God cricket, it. is it? No, I don't baseball. Know. Get out of here. They also play cricket in Qatar. So, ooh. Love a little cricket. All right, guys. Well, once again, want to give a shout-out to uh, 
OU Oh Yeah, the Imperial Stout from the Brew Kettle and 50 West. Guys, any final shout outs before we get out of here? Shout out Bengals, shout out Bengals fans. We made it, baby. Let's do this thing. Woo! No. I have seen more Bengals <laughs> flags on cars in the past week, and I, I don't drive that much in the past week than I have in Man. 26 years of living. Let me tell you the amount of corner stands selling, and I'm, oh, yeah. quoting, and I'm air quoting this word, vintage Bengals gear is they're unbelievable. Everywhere. They're everywhere. Almost every other block. There's one, there's one like on And uh, it's just like, I don't get your 2005 AFC North wildcard shirt is not vintage. Get out of here. Like, no, no. Yes, crazy. yes, it is. No, it is not. <laughs> I want my Jeremy Johnson jersey, please. <laughs> oh, man. See, that? that's a little vintage. Uh, if, you got, if you have a fullbacks jersey, you know that's vintage. That's way vintage. <laughs> All right. Zach, any final shout outs? No, I don't have any final shout outs or anything like that. Uh, just hopefully maybe when we come back, we'll have some baseball news for everybody. That's not about millionaires and billionaires bickering over peanuts. So fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. All right. Well, I just want to give a shout out to uh, all the listeners once again for sticking with us and uh, we'll be ready to go for uh, season five. And then also shout out to my two co-hosts. You know, I always look forward to, uh, to, you know, uh, a weeknight getting to uh, talk a little bit of sports and and have a couple brews. So uh, I'll be counting down the days till I get to yell at you guys about some more sports takes here in a couple of weeks. We can just hang out and do that too. (laughs) I I can't wait. The people I'll just call you in the middle of the night, call you like two in the morning and start talking to you about my cricket takes. Not perfect. Now, now there's a podcast. Cricket takes. Well, yeah, but Greg's going to call you at two in the morning. No. You, can, you can listen to the podcast. And no, that'll be uh, that'll be a blast. We all watched the uh, Bangladesh uh, New Zealand Test match yeah, a couple weeks yeah. ago, right? Oh, of course, beautiful, huge, huge, huge. They call me the Bangladesh fan, so big Bangladesh fan. All right, well. <laughs> Uh, we will be back potentially with some more Bangladeshi and cricket, but uh, definitely a whole lot more beer and a whole lot more Ohio sports on 30 rack of sports for Zach on the opinions, good, bad, otherwise, or Bangladeshian. (laughs) See ya for Josh on the ones, twos and overs for cricket. Hey, no dash, just bangles, baby. Who day? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, man. I'm Greg. You guys can't wait. Thank you so much for listening to another 30 Rack of Sports. Thank God football season's almost over.